welcome to Empyrean, a podcast where we talk about heavenly and kingdom realities. If you are blessed by this episode and you want to further connect, you can follow me on Facebook, Darnell Craig, Periscope, Darnell Craig. If you're interested in a further spiritual education, be sure to sign up for my school or academia every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. For more details, go to my website, www.darnellcraig.com. Click on the tab or academia or inbox me on Facebook Messenger. Enjoy this episode, and I pray that it changes your life. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the gospel of the kingdom. We want to talk about the gospel of the kingdom. I feel like this is very, very important for us to understand if we're going to reach our full potential as sons of God. You know, the scripture tells us that um, to as many as believed on him, he gave the authority to become a son of God. So as soon as we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, we believe in his name. He empowers us and gives us the authority to become a child of a son of God. What's going to be very, very important about this journey is the place that you function from. And if we go throughout the scriptures, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, when the Lord Jesus Christ would begin to minister, there's one major message that he had. You know, I've heard a lot of interesting statements that people talked about. They talked about Jesus talked more about money. Jesus talked more about, you know, just some weird, <laughs> some some weird things. But truthfully, the thing that Jesus talked about the most was the kingdom. You know, every parable he spoke, he would say the kingdom of heaven is likened to. And he would talk about the kingdom. So today I want to delve into the kingdom reality and why it's so important to you. Because if you're going to be worth your salt as a believer, you have to understand the the gospel of the kingdom. So when Jesus comes on the scene in Matthew chapter three, the first words that Jesus began to speak was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and repent, repent or repentance is a very, very interesting word in our day. You know, you think about repentance. A lot of times you're thinking about sins you've done wrong or, you know, you have to, you know, go for the Lord, ask for forgiveness. I repent because I lied. I repent because I stole. I repent because I cursed, whatever, you know, um, you know, repentance is not that. Repentance comes from two words, meta and noia. Or Noah, no, I think it's Noah, Metanoia, or Metanoia, Noah. So basically, Meta has to do with transformation, and Noia has to do with your mindset. So repentance is the continual transformation of your mind, a, a continual state of your consciousness being elevated, where you think in alignment with the frequency of heaven. In other words, your mind consciously shifting where you begin to think like God thinks. I remember back, it had to be like 2015. I remember the Lord spoke to me and he said, repent. And um, he said, when he said repent, you know, I, I used to have a notebook I carried and I wrote it down and I wrote it down. He said, repent means think higher. And it was interesting because in order for you to access what God has for you to access, you can't afford to have a low 
um, a low consciousness. You can't afford to sleepwalk. You know, the scripture tell us, wake thou who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. So a lot of times in our walk with the Lord, we have a sentence of the sleepwalk. And, you know, um, one of the things I learned when I was coming up is that a sleepwalker can do everything that an active person can do. A sleepwalker can work out. A sleepwalker can cook. A sleepwalker can drive. A sleepwalker can exercise. A sleepwalker can go grocery shopping. What's the difference? The difference between a sleepwalker and a person who is fully awake is consciousness. And there's a lot of things that we do in in our relationship with God where we sleep while we pray with a low consciousness. We read the scriptures with a low consciousness. Uh, we do a lot of things with no awareness, no understanding of what's actually happening. But the Bible tells us wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But with all you're getting, get understanding. So we want to get understanding. So when Jesus speaks, he says, repent. But the, the powerful thing about repentance is repentance is the prerequisite to enter the kingdom. No one can enter the kingdom unless they repent. And repentance will come from a revelation from God that shifts the way you think. For example, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins and rose again on the third day, you shall be saved. And a lot of times we hear that, you know, mentioned in churches, you know, just go up there and say the prayer. But if I say this prayer without repentance, the, the prayer does not save me. The, the prayer is the proof of my repentance. But my repentance does not come because I pray. But in order for me to, to pray the prayer, I had to gain a revelation of my, um, my need of a Savior. So once I became aware that I needed a Savior, once I became aware that I'm in sin, once I became aware that I needed, um, I needed a Savior, I, I needed, you know, to acknowledge Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, there was a repentance that happened because my, my consciousness shifted. So I had a self-consciousness or I had a consciousness where I was humanistic, where I trusted in myself. And, you know, I, I, I believed in what I could do. But then the, in repentance, what happens is my consciousness shifts where now I realize I need God. But it came at the revelation that came from God himself because faith comes about hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we talk about repentance, you know, repentance is not about, you know, it's not about sin. It's about a shift of your mind. Now, I, I'll say this. When your mind shifts, sometimes your mind can shift and you can realize you are in sin. But sin, sin is not an action. Sin is not something that you do. Sin is a state of being. What I mean by that is this. Sin means to miss the mark. So we, 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 we use an example. If I was to go to Six Flags and if I had a son and I tried to take my son on a roller coaster, they would have a mark on Six Flags. And they would say, you must be, you know, five feet tall to get on this ride or, or four foot you know 11 whatever to get on this ride and if my son was laid against the wall and he missed the mark it means he was in sin because sin for us is when we function outside of our original design anytime i'm going against god's original design for me 
that's what I'm in sin. But that's what Christ comes to save us from. He comes to save us from functioning below what the Father intends for us. And he comes he comes to raise us and make us sit with him in the heavenlies so we can be who we were born to be. We were born from heaven to become sons of God, to mature and look just like our Father in heaven. So when Jesus came on the scene, he, he preached a message, and his message was repent for the kingdom of, of heaven is at hand. But to enter into that kingdom, once again, we must repent. But th- there is a gospel that he preached. You know, when we look at the word gospel, um, the gospel means the good news. And, you know, for example, right now, if uh, if you are waiting for a video game to come out and, you know, I just got recently, I just got Madden um, 20. If I was waiting for Madden to come out and I got a call from GameStop and they said that Madden was out. When I read that message, if that's something I'm into, that was the gospel. It was the gospel of Madden 20, the good news that it was released. So when Jesus came on the scene, he was a herald and Jesus heralded the gospel of the kingdom. So the message that Jesus brought was that if you believe in him, if you trust in him, you'll have access to another realm of functioning that would save you from sin, save you from yourself, and you would be transmuted or transfigured to become a son of God, you you will be given a brand new nature. You will be saved from the power of sin. He he will he will deliver you from the punishment, the power, and the effects of sin, and he will impart to you a divine nature and quicken you and make you alive in God. He will raise you up and make you sit in the heavens with him, and he will use you in the heavens to change the world. This is the gospel of the kingdom. The good news is this: when you become a believer, you're no longer born. Um, in sin, you know, you know, one, one thing I hate about um, about religion is that religion has a tendency to give you a have truth, but it always conveniently gives you the truth that stops you from coming into maturity. It gives you the truth that enslaves you. It gives you the truth that causes you to be in bondage. For example, we hear things like this. My, you know, his thoughts are not my thoughts and his ways are not my ways. I can't know his ways and I can't know his thoughts. Now, if you buy into that, you're going to live a lot, uh, a lot lesser life than what God intended. But if you keep going on, the Bible actually says that Moses knew his ways. In Psalms 103, it said that the children of Israel knew his acts, but that Moses knew his ways. And if you were to go further in First Corinthians chapter 2, it actually says that we can know God's thoughts. So why would religion give us a, 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 a truth that will keep us in bondage? Because um, the enemy does not want us to come into maturity. So if I lived a life where I don't know God's ways, it means I live in the dark. And if I lived a life where I don't know God's thoughts, it means I live a life of confusion. But the Holy Spirit was given to us so that we can know, access, and also manifest the thoughts of God into our world. So when Jesus came with this message, this good news of the kingdom, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to live in another realm. You know, one of the things that you will learn in quantum physics is there exists a terminology, and this term is called um, multidimensionality. And multidimensionality means that there are multiple dimensions, you know. Um, And I'll take it even further. Um, A year or so ago, I, I was just in prayer 
when I was in prayer, it's like the heavens um, begin to open. And when I say this, um, yeah, the heavens begin to open. And what happens when the heavens open, I became aware of a world that was coming out of heaven in the midst of our world. And the Lord gave me a message, and it's on YouTube. But I, I, I released a word, and it was called a world within a world. And I became aware that in my world, in this natural world, there's another world that exists. But I didn't know that world was the kingdom. But there is a world within the world. And if you are a believer, if you are a child of the Most High God, if you're a child of Yahweh, you have the capacity to live in this other world that's in the midst of the natural world. You know, Jesus said it this way. He said, you're in the world, but not of it. So if I'm in the world, but not of the world, what is my purpose of being in the world? I am in the world to change the world. I am in the world to... Uh, in in oh no affect the world i am in the world to influence the world right because there is a world within a world but the world we function from we don't function from lower levels we don't function from the law of sin and death we don't function from you know lower laws you know one, one of the first things that happens to you when you become a believer according to romans chapter 8 it says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Before Christ, you are under the law of sin and death, which means that sin worked in your body. And sin will be stirred up in your body to cause death in your life. The first thing that Jesus did, he set you free from the power of sin and destroyed it. And now the Holy Spirit enters into your, your, your being and gives you life. So now there is a spirit in you, no, a spirit that, that, that clothes your body, that gives life to your mortal body. So the spirit of God is, the spirit of God enclose you to transform your body into a completely different entity, which is very interesting. But I'm saying this to say the first thing that happens when you come into the kingdom is sin is destroyed. So the power of sin is destroyed. The effects of sin is destroyed and the, the, the nature of sin is eradicated. You receive a new nature. Now your nature is to be righteous. Now your nature is to do the right thing, right? So when we talk about the gospel of the kingdom, Jesus came heralding a message that all those who believe in him will be able to function from a higher place. All those who believe in his name will be able to live in another world. All those who are born from above, you know, um, you could, we talked about it in an earlier podcast, you know, born again is a bad translation. There's no, there's no such thing as being born again. There's no such thing as reincarnation. But it says, unless a man be born from above, you are either born from above or you're born from below. And if you're born from heaven or born from above, it means that you have access to the above the upper worlds while you function in the lower worlds. So you literally are a son in the upper worlds and a servant in this world. You're a servant to serve your father in this world through what you're learning in the upper worlds. So Jesus has given you an invitation to go up. So I want to talk about what is the kingdom? You know, because when we talk about the word kingdom, it's very archaic in our society because we function 
based on a democracy. And the democracy is a government where people are in control, a government where the leadership could be easily dominated or manipulated or swayed by the people. Because in our society, you have to give the people what they want. So a democracy is a government where it's for the people and by the people. The people are in charge. They have free choice, free will, and they they make choices that influence the leadership's decisions. But in the kingdom is actually a theocracy, and a theo um, is the Greek word for God. And ocracy has to do with his government. So in a theocracy, there is a king or God who is our king, Yahweh. He's the ruler. And we talk about a kingdom. A kingdom is a domain where a king rules. And when you become born from heaven, when you become born from above, you have entry into a world where the only influence and ruler is Yahweh. But you are in this world called the kingdom to learn the protocols, the functioning, the nuances of that world. So out of that higher world, that higher realm, you can influence this world. This is why repentance is not a one time thing. You're going to be repenting from now until forever because your mind is consciously going to be or continually going to be elevated. Your, your, your thinking is going to continually be expanding. Your, your, your belief system is going to be deepening. What you thought it was possible for God to do today will not be the same thing you think is possible for God to do next year. Who, who you think you are today will not be the same view that you will have of yourself next year. What you think you can do today will not be the same view of what you realize you can do next year. Why? Because if you're walking with the Lord, the spirit of God is working on your mind because your transformation is going to come by the renewal of your mind. The Bible says, do not be conformed. Do not be fashioned. Do not fit in with this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transformed in the Greek has to do with uh, a metamorphosis that there is a there is the the evolution of the butterfly you know the caterpillar into the butterfly when your mind shifts and and the guy is constantly challenging your thinking in the words of Zig Ziglar he's constantly eliminating stinking thinking because that stinking thinking causes you to function on a low frequency and it makes you think that you're just a mere man it makes you think you're just a mere woman it makes you think that you're only human but when you become born from heaven you're no longer just a human but now you have a divine nature you function from a higher place but it's your mind it's the way you think it's what you believe about yourself what you believe about life what you believe about God God, those are the things that are hindering you from reaching your full potential. But Jesus Christ has invited you to function from a higher world. He's invited you to function from a higher dimension. And this higher world and this higher dimension is called the kingdom. And this is good news because what is the benefits of, you know, being in the kingdom? What's different? You have to ask yourself, okay, if I'm in the world, but not of the world, what would be different in, in the realm I live I live out of? You know, I, I, I name one. In this realm, sin has no power. A lot of our issues are in our lives because we don't function from the kingdom. Now, the kingdom is not a theory. The kingdom is not, you know, just an abstract ideology, but the kingdom is a tangible world that through your desire, you can go into.
because the father is trying to teach us how to go up. You know, we bought into a culture where it's all about, you know, heaven come down and the Holy Spirit fall upon us. But in actuality, through Jesus Christ, you have been empowered to ascend into the world of the kingdom. And through your ascension into the kingdom world of the father, into the kingdom realm, this is where transformation begins to happen. And this is where you go into that world, into that realm to learn the ways of God. Jesus said it this way. He said, all those who come to me, they shall be taught of God. And the scripture says this. It says, neither shall any man say, know the Lord. But they shall all know me from the least to the greatest, and I'll be their God and and they'll be my people. So what, what happens is Jesus, through his death, tore the veil and Jesus has given everybody that is born from above free access to the world of heaven. And through Jesus Christ, through our faith in him, through our placement in him, we can ascend into the realm of the kingdom and we can learn how to function from another realm in our everyday experience of life. For example, you may be in a a work environment where everyone in that work environment is sick. But if you're functioning from the kingdom and you're functioning from the kingdom world and you're functioning from the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus there, you know, sickness is a result of sin. You know, sickness is part of the curse of the law. Sickness is part of functioning from the law of sin and death. But if you're functioning from another law called the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, you won't be influenced by their disease because you're functioning from the kingdom. Let me give an example. There's a great man of faith. You know, um, he was called John G. Lakes. And, you know, they call him the apostle of healing. But there was some kind of plague in Africa. I believe a bubonic, um, bubonic plague. And everybody was dying. And what happens was, you know, John G. Lakes went there and he told them to get cut the uh, get a, a live virus or a live um, sample of the plague. And they got a live sample of the plague and they put it under a microscope and they put it on a microscope. You can see the virus. You can see the disease alive and full of pledge. Well, he said, I want you to see this. And, and what he did while they were still looking at the microscope, he put his hand and touched the, the disease. As soon as his hand touched it, the disease died and they were stunned. And they looked at John G. Lakes and they asked him, they said, what was that? And he said, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. He was functioning from the kingdom. And because he was functioning from the kingdom, that that lesser law could no longer hold him down. For example, you know, uh, we know in the world you have different laws that can conflict. We know about the law of gravity. We know that if you were to to jump off your roof, you know, you're going to fall. You're going to eventually fall down. That's the law of gravity. What goes up must come down. But there's a higher law that we see in action every day. When you're driving on the freeway and you see an airplane over your head in the sky, you saw something that superseded a lower law. You actually see something called the law of aerodynamics. You saw principle. Um, you saw you saw a law at work that transcended a lower law. And we talk about the kingdom. The kingdom is a realm where if you enter into that realm, if you engage that realm, if you function from that realm, if you. Um, shift consciousness to that realm, you'll be set free from the lower laws of this world. For example, in this world, there's something that exists called lack, right? Something that exists called lack, you know, poverty. 
But in his world, there's something that exists called provision. There's something that exists called abundance. There's something that exists called overflow. But my consciousness will, 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 will help me. My consciousness will dictate where, where I, I function from. It will dictate what I have access to. Because one of the principles we have to remember is this. Wherever I focus on, I empower. And whatever I make my source is where I draw my supply from. So if I'm focused on this world, if I'm focused on everything happening here, I become hooked into this realm and I'm limited to what this realm is full of. But if I focus on heaven and I I, I hook my heart into heaven, I have access to that world and access to everything that world has to offer. You know, um, we were taught, you know, by religious, by, by religious, religious people that don't be so heavenly minded, you know, earthly good. But I, I want to barbecue that sacred cow because the truth is, if you're not heavenly minded, you'll do the earth no good. As a matter of fact, in, in their attempt to, to stop people from being deep, they actually directly contradict the scripture because the Bible tells you if if you then this is a if this is for believers. If you then have been raised up with Christ, what does it say? It says, seek things above and not below. So because, and this is my favorite verse, my favorite verse in the Bible, Colossians chapter three, verse one through four, that changed my life and it won't go away. Because you are born from above, you need to be in pursuit of things that are above. Now, above for you is the kingdom and the kingdom is, is as close to you as the air you breathe. It is a, a consciousness shift away. You literally can engage and focus on the kingdom and you'll be functioning from the kingdom realm instead of the earthly world. Right. But it says, if you then been raised up with Christ, seek things of seek things above and not below. Watch this. It says, set your mind so when we talk about a set. Let's think right now. It is it is so hot in Alabama. You know, it's like a preview of hell, but it was so hot that it was one hundred and one degrees. So when I get into my house, I've set my temperature and very cool. I set it for like sixty five. Don't think I'm crazy. I'm, I'm you know, I ain't crazy, but I set my temperature for sixty five. Right. But if I set it for sixty five, it's going to stay there. But if I set it for 70, it's going to it's going to shift and it's going to stay there. So I have the choice on what I can set my mind on. The Bible says if you set your mind on things of the spirit, it will be life and peace. It says, but if I set my mind on things of the flesh, it'll be death. Right. So what I set my mind on determines what manifests in my life. So he says, set your mind, your desire, your affection, your interest on things above and not below. Why? It says for it says, set your mind on things above and not below. It says for Christ, um, who is our life? Um, it says Christ, who is our life, is hidden with God. No, 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 no. I'm messing this up. I'm chopping up the scripture. It says, if you then been raised up with Christ, seek things above well, as Christ said at the right hand of God, it says, set your affection on things above and not below. And it tells us this. It says that my life is hidden with Christ and God, which means that there is a revelation 
hidden in Christ about who I am. There's a revelation hidden in Christ about what's mine. There's a revelation hidden with Christ about my destiny, my scroll, my purpose, the things of heaven. And if I pursue things above, if I seek things above, that hidden revelation, that hidden mystery will become apparent. And when that hidden mystery and that hidden revelation become apparent, my true identity will emerge. My true glory will appear. And this is why the kingdom is so important. Because a lot of us, we only function from this world. But if I only function from this world, I'm subject to everything happening here. Jesus was not subject to things happening here. You heard Jesus say so many times. He said, look, if my kingdom was of this world, I would do certain things a certain way. But my kingdom is not of this world. So we have, you know, um, there, there we have a moment where the, the Peter and um, Peter was going to kill one of the soldiers. But Jesus had to educate him about kingdom. He said, listen, do you not understand that I can have 12 legions of angels at one word? I can say one thing and 144,000 angels will appear off one word that I say. So be aware that I'm not functioning from this dimension. And we see this. We see the, the difference between the kingdom world and functioning from the kingdom world and functioning from here. You know, that's, that's one of my favorite stories, the story of Elisha, where Elisha became a threat. Um, he became a, 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 a national threat. Uh, he became a, a, a threat to national security. He was such an accurate prophet that he would actually leave his body and go listen to the conversations of the king. He would come back into his body and he would tell the king of Israel everything the king of Samaria, uh, the king of Samaria, I believe, uh, was planning. And the Bible says that the king became so frustrated. He said, look, which one of you is telling the king of Israel everything I'm deciding to do? And the servant said, Lord, it, um, you know, it's not us, but there is a prophet in Israel who's saying everything you're doing. So they sent an army. And the Bible says when they sent this army, his servant was getting up in the morning and looked outside and the house he was staying in was covered, which was covered with an army. But this servant was only functioning from the world. He didn't know how to go up. He didn't know how to shift dimensions. He didn't know how to he didn't know how to um, function from the heavens. He didn't know how to live from above. He was trapped into this world. He was limited to his body. He was limited to a natural perspective. He 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 didn't access faith. He was walking by sight. And what happens is he's terrified because he he's functioning from a lower place. So in this world, you're subject to fear. But in the world of heaven, you're functioning by faith and hope. Because fear is is a confident expectation that negative things are going to happen to you. But hope is a confident expectation that things will work out in your favor. But if you're not functioning from above, you're not going to access hope because hope is an eternal thing that abides forever. This is a heavenly reality where there's a confident expectation that God is good and a confident knowing that God is in all things working it together for my good. So if I'm functioning from hope, from the kingdom, it means that even if something looks negative, I know God is in it and I know he's in it to work it together for my good. Watch. So he's terrified and he looks at his he looks at his master. He looks at the prophet Elisha and he says, Lord, he says, Lord, we're we're surrounded. What are we going to do? And he told him, he said, look, 
He said, don't be afraid because it's more with us than are with them. And I can only imagine a servant looking at Elisha, just this man is crazy. He's lost his mind. But Elisha, he, he, he had mercy on him. He prayed. He said, Lord, I pray that you will open his eyes that he may see. And the man turned around and he noticed something different this time. This time, he wasn't just functioning from this realm. This time, he wasn't just functioning from the world. This time, he wasn't just being governed by sight. All of a sudden, his eyes were open. He accessed faith. He was in the kingdom, and he looked, and lo and behold, they were surrounded by chariots of fire. But when you function from a low place, you're always going to be governed by low realities. But when he underwent the dimensional shift he was functioning from the world of heaven and this is how god has called us he's called us to be in this world but not of the world he's called us to um, access the kingdom to engage the kingdom to go into the realm of heaven to go into the realm of the kingdom and become educated about kingdom realities to become educated about heavenly realities and this is the good news that jesus brought when Jesus preached, he preached on the good news of the kingdom. He was letting people know you do not have to be subject to disease. You do not have to be subject to the oppression of the devil. You do not have to be subject to poverty. You do not have to be subject to fear. You don't have to be subject to any of these things. So I'm coming to bring a message that there is a kingdom available for you. If you receive me as Lord and Savior, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then I'll grant you entrance through my death into another world. And you're going to be in the world of my father. And my father is going to be showing you what he's doing so that you can do what you see your father do. And you can say what you hear your father say. But I'm inviting you to become a child of the Most High God. And I'm inviting you to be in the audience, to be in that heavenly assembly, to go up to Mount Zion so you can learn of his ways. We're going to go up and learn of his ways and be taught of the Lord. This is the day we're living in. But when Jesus came, he preached this message. Any message that does not lead back to kingdom is false. And there's a lot of false gospels that we hear. It's not about the kingdom. It's about motivational principles. It's about feel good and, and make you sh run, jump, shout. It's about um, make you happy. It's no shift of mind. It's no shift of consciousness. It's no growing in heavenly awareness. It's no ascension. It's, it's no growing into looking just like God. Because you can't say I'm a child of God and, and not begin to look like him. You know, we know that, you know, uh, we know that if you have parents, you're going to look like your parents. So if you're a child of God, you should you should be, you know, be conformed to his image and his likeness. And this is your destiny. As a matter of fact, part of your destiny, according to um, Romans chapter eight, is to be conformed to the image of Jesus. So you're going to be looking more and more like Jesus because you're spending time in the kingdom world. You're going to be looking more and more like Jesus because you're in that world being educated and coming out of that world to change this world with what you've learned from that world. But you're learning things from that world so you can influence this world because you're not subject to the lower laws of this world. This is good news. Can you imagine how different life would be 
if you caught a revelation that you're no longer subject to disease, how different would life be if you realize you're not subject to sin? How different would life be if you realize that you're not subject to poverty? How different would life be if you realize you're not subject to fear? that you're not subject to anxiety, depression, everything that this world is plagued with. The Bible says that Jesus went around doing good, healing all those that were oppressed by the devil. But Jesus was functioning from the kingdom. When Jesus was casting devils out of people, he was functioning from a higher kingdom. You do not have to be demon possessed. There's so much emphasis on, on, on casting out demons and, you know, Christians having demons. But I want you to be aware, if you go up, your demons won't be there. <laughs> go up into the kingdom. Go up. If you go up, we know. We even know in, in nature that there's an alt altitude that certain things cannot endure. Go up into the heavens. There's no demons in heaven. There's no demons in the kingdom. But the reason we have a lot of things that's happening in our lives because we're not functioning from the kingdom. When you go into the kingdom, your whatever demon you're wrestling with, it'll leave you alone because it cannot tarry in the presence of the Father. But this is growth. This is expansion. This is maturity into sonship. This is when we become more like God. And this is when we truly change the world. So Jesus came with a message. And the message was repent and you will be able to enter the kingdom. Re repent and believe in the gospel. I want you to repent. I want you to listen. I want you to accept that there's a better way. I want you to accept the way you've been doing it is wrong. I want you to accept there's a much higher way. So I want you to let go of your lower thoughts. And I want you to receive this higher truth. I want you to believe in this world, believe in this realm of the gospel. And I want you to understand that I am the door. Through me, you can go in the kingdom. And not only do you go in, you go in and out. You go in that world and you go out of that world. Why? Because you're called to live in dual realms. You're called as a child of God to live in dual realms. You, 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 you exist in two places at the same time. You exist in heaven and you exist on earth. But going into the kingdom is when you become aware of what's happening in the heavenly world. And when you become aware of what's happening in the heavenly world, you can participate in that world. First, you're just watching, but then it comes a point where you, you, you shift into participating in that world. And out of that world, you come back into this world to change the world. This is the gospel of the kingdom. This is genuine Christianity. And ladies and gentlemen, once you enter into the kingdom, your life will truly never be the same. This is good news. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to connect with me, you can follow me on social media, Darnell Craig on Facebook, um, Instagram, Darnell Craig. Also, if you if you enjoyed the teaching and you want to sign up for my school or academia, um, go to my website, www.darnellcraig.com. And you can sign up for my school, my online school or academia. It's every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, there is a monthly fee. For more details, go to my website, www.darnellcraig.com. And also, if this message blessed you and you just want to trade into the revelation or give to support the ministry and donate, um, give a donation, you can um, give on PayPal, Darnell Craig, Cash App, Darnell Craig, or just inbox me on Facebook Messenger, 
Um, if you have any questions or need prayer or anything, I hope this message blesses you and I hope this podcast episode changes your life.